Wasn't that a beautiful time of singing carols together? I love so many of those carols that contain so much truth within them and certainly creating you that Christmas tingle. And uh, I'm a big carol fan myself and I love this time of year where we can just declare the truth about Jesus through those wonderfully written carols and songs. Listen, before I share some thoughts with you today, I want to read you a Christmas passage of scripture. And that's not that we don't use it any time of the year, but we often reflect on these verses around this time of the year. And I'm reading from the book of Luke, chapter two, starting in verse eight. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is the Christ. He is the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find this baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heaven, a heavenly host appeared with an angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favour rests. I love those verses that introduce us again to the actual meaning of Christmas, which is the birth of Jesus Christ, the giving of Jesus as a gift to humanity. When we look at this year it's been, I think we can all agree that it's truly been an unprecedented year, a very unusual year. And for many people this year, I believe that Christmas also could be a very unusual time. Key things that would normally make up our Christmas seem to be missing. And in some ways, we're looking at what many would refer to as a bit of a stripped back Christmas. But I want to encourage you today. Christmas still remains true because the purpose of Christmas is Jesus. You know, considering how this may be a stripped back version for some, it affects people in different ways, the things that we're going through. For some people, it's the absence or the missing of the community of people they would normally enjoy with the restricted numbers that we've been asked to hold to and the shielding that some people need to be doing at this time. This could be a time where some that would normally enjoy the fellowship or the people aspect of Christmas maybe facing isolation or, or, or loneliness. In our hearts this Christmas time, let's keep our hearts turned towards the lonely. If you know people that are alone over this Christmas time, sometimes it's a simple thing like a call or a card or just taking a moment just to check on them. So as we approach this unusual Christmas that could be potentially stripped back according to Christmases we've known, this Christmas that ends a very unusual year. Let's keep in our hearts those who have battled loneliness, but for who this Christmas time may underline and make a deeper um, expression of loneliness in their world. I suppose what I'm saying is let's keep other people in mind this Christmas time. For other people, there's more of a practical um, issue. For, for many in our country, it's as simple and as practical as not having food on the table. You know, this Christmas time, let's make sure that we're listening out and looking to respond to people that are maybe struggling practically. Maybe they're not lonely. Maybe 
they have people, but their heart is how are we going to feed people? I've been so blessed by the work of our food bank over the last few months and uh, its response to what's happening with the pandemic and the lockdown. And over this Christmas time, we've had so much um, help and so much provision for food going out to meet very real needs in our community. As we approach this Christmas time, let's be aware that for some, this Christmas is a struggle, it's a strain, because they're actually wondering, how do we put food on the table? So let's keep resourcing our food bank. But also I want to say to anyone that's maybe in that moment of life right now where you're wondering, I'm not sure what we're going to eat or how we're going to get food for this Christmas, please, 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 don't stay silent, but contact us, let us know. We want to make sure as a church that everyone has food on their table this Christmas time. We want to make sure as a church that if there are people who are lonely or experiencing loneliness because they're shielding or can't be with a group of people like they normally would, that they have contact, maybe not contact that they'd absolutely consider ideal, but contact nevertheless. Someone on the end of a phone saying, we're thinking of you. Um, we're with you here in spirit. For other people, it's also about the simplicity of not being able to give the gifts that you may want to give. You know, with the different cutbacks and restrictions and furloughs and effects of COVID on unemployment and the economy. For some people this year, it may be, yeah, we can put food on the table, but when it comes to gifts, we can't give to our children, to those we love the things we would normally give. These are very real things, aren't they? Now, in so many ways, for many people, COVID, lockdown, government restriction has stripped back so much of what made their Christmas Christmas. But also what I want to share with you today is that in stripping back, there can also sometimes be a revealing. But when things that we focused on are momentarily stripped back, they can sometimes reveal something that we'd not noticed or seen or cared about in previous years. The good news that I bring to you today is that what remains in place this Christmas, what can't be taken away by any man, even if they try or they would like to, is the actual essence of Christmas. And that's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God's only Son, given to us to save us and bring us back into his family and into everlasting life. You see, Jesus is the central thing of Christmas, the central person, the actual reason of the season. Though we appreciate the gifts and we appreciate the food, the celebration, the, the being with people, those things are important. There's nothing wrong with those things. Beneath the packaging of those things remains the central present. And the good news that we can rejoice in today is that no government, no person can remove the central present from Christmas, which is God's only son, Jesus Christ. He's the true and the constant. He's the usual in unusual times. In these unusual times, this unusual year, in this unusual Christmas time, he's the usual. He's the one that remains in place, untouched, not removed. The person of Jesus and the gift of the salvation that he brings. Oh, let's take a moment, even now before we arrive at Christmas Day, 
to get fresh wonder concerning Jesus coming to earth, being born in a manger with the purpose of bringing us back from a condition of separation into being again a part of a family of God. My prayer, as other things about Christmas are stripped back, is simply that he would be revealed. Like I said, it's not until some things are stripped back that we actually see other things for what they really are. My prayer is that whatever's stripped back from your Christmas this year, if something is stripped back, it would reveal not an absence or a void, but it would reveal him. I consider a painter, you know, when a painter strips back paint from an aged bit of oak, they can strip back layers and layers of paint that families have put on that windowsill or that door frame. But after the stripping back comes the revealing of that good wood, that, that oak that nobody noticed. Maybe in this time where certain things may be stripped back, it would reveal to us afresh the beautiful oak of the person of Jesus Christ. Maybe another analogy could be for decorating. Sometimes when you're redecorating an old house that's been lived in by many families and many generations, you start to strip back the wallpaper and you take back one layer, you take back another layer, you take back another layer and sometimes many layers. But at the end of stripping back the layers, the solid concrete, the real wall is revealed. I pray that if there's any stripping back in your Christmas this year, it would be secondary in your experience to the revealing of that which Christmas is all about, which is Jesus Christ, Son of God, given for man. So let us purpose to come home to what Christmas is all about. Like I said, I'm not against the food. I'm not against the gathering with friends and family. I'm not against the gifts and the presents. I'm actually not against anything that's a part of the celebration of Christmas in our homes and in our families. But I am a fan of the greatest thing of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ. Maybe in this time of stripping back, like the paint that's removed, we would see the oak in a fresh way or the paper that's stripped away. We would suddenly see that which is solid and immovable, the concrete of life, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ. This could be, like I've said, a very unusual Christmas, but it could also be a Christmas where God does unusual things in our hearts and in our homes. I want to encourage you today to be ready for God to do unusual things in, our, in your heart and in your home, in this unusual Christmas that is positioned in a very unusual, unprecedented time. I'm believing that unusual things will begin to happen, that replace in some ways the presence that may be missing, all the other things that we used for tinsel and the packaging of Christmas. Marriage is restored, relationships strengthened, people coming together that maybe were estranged or separated. Because as you gather around Jesus, you gather around his kingdom life and his kingdom life is all about forgiveness, forgiving and forgetting, giving another opportunity for someone that maybe doesn't deserve it. In this unusual Christmas, let's be believing for unusual miracles. 
people to be finding Jesus that said they would never have anything to do with him. Hearts softened, eyes turned towards him. In this unprecedented Christmas, and that's a word that was used so often at the beginning of that, this journey called COVID and lockdown, unprecedented. In this unprecedented time, this unprecedented Christmas time, may we see revealed him who is president again, the president of Christmas. To be president means to be the first, the last, the original, the one that always was. May Jesus be enthroned as the president of Christmas once again this year. So this Christmas, let's purpose in our hearts to be celebrating the true meaning of Christmas. Let's purpose in our hearts to be watching out for each other more than usual. I believe that we all watch out for each other. But in this time where things are highlighted, like who's missing, somebody that's not present this year because of death or separation, let's be super conscious this year as God's people to not just be focusing on our Christmas, but on the loneliness some would experience or the the need that some people may have, which, like I said, could be as practical as food on the table this year. Let's make sure that we're, we're living to provide for others the things that they may lack. Let's purpose in our heart not to become obsessed or depressed or distracted by some of the things that have maybe been stripped away. But let's concentrate on the present itself. It's amazing when somebody hands you a present on Christmas or your birthday. It's wrapped up bows and ribbons. And bows and ribbons are nice, but you don't take that present and put it on the sideboard or in front of the TV just to look at its wrapping. Rather, you take that present that's so well wrapped and then you open it to reveal the content or the gift that's within. This year, let's purpose not to be upset or distracted by the wrapping that may be missing in this unusual Christmas that's a part of an unusual year. But let's look beyond the wrapping to the gift that remains in place, which is God's love for us, expressed through the giving of his son, Jesus, to us that first Christmas time over 2,000 years ago. And is still today the gift that keeps on giving. Like I said, nobody can change that about Christmas. People may want to remove Jesus from Christmas, but he cannot be removed because the moment you move the essence from the celebration, the celebration has no reason to celebrate anymore. Let us find in our hearts that coming home this year to what Christmas is all about. Let's gather as we can with friends and family. Let's enjoy food and make sure we've provided food for others to enjoy also. But let's also know that no government isolation plan or restrictions can isolate us from experiencing and knowing the very real presence of God in our hearts and in our homes this Christmas time. My prayer for you and for me is simply that we would let Jesus and his life and the message his life represents be the bright shining light that shines above and beyond all other in our homes 
and in our hearts this Christmas time. Yeah, we're in unusual times, but I'm so thankful that we also serve an unusual God who can do unusual things in hearts and homes. Let's turn our eyes from the packaging, from the things that maybe not be present this year, to the one that's still in place, the gift above all gifts, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, Saviour of the world. It's him we celebrate and it's him that we walk with. It's him that we believe in. And our lives are changed and different because we do. The Lord bless you. Have an amazing Christmas time, however you're celebrating it. Have an amazing Christmas. Live beyond the packaging to that which it's truly about. Jesus, King of Kings. God bless you.